right, everybody. It's a special episode of Video Vampires. Uh, Jess will be with me next week, but this is Mickey flying solo. Actually, not solo. I've got uh, Steve Sears from Episode 5, also the co-screenwriter of Dave Made a Maze, which just opened this weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> is that a toss to? It was a toss to. Yeah, but we opened in 15 cities August uh, 18th. Yeah, it was very impressive. We're in Los Angeles this week. You came out on Friday. I sold out it. theater. Sold out theater. Sold out theater, which is a good sign. I actually got a lot of texts afterwards from people saying they were they were just finished watching it, probably on demand. But hey, that's still, great. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. That's the movie business. That is. So, um, like I said, this is gonna be a very special, very short and sweet episode. I just kind of wanted to have something to go there, you know, while uh, Jess is out of town and everything. Um, Here's the scenario. For some reason, you're on a desert island. I know why. Because I was your co-pilot. You yeah. Were by your, you were flying well, I, solo, I, and then I distracted you, and we crashed the plane. And I am on my own desert island, and you can't come over easily. So Sharks. Yeah, exactly. And the boat's got a bunch of holes in it. So you have to pick, what, do we say three or five? Three to five. Three to five movies that you can take with you. Well, because there's a VCR on the on the on the island on both our islands on both of our islands, right? But and a good TV, not too heavy, not flat screen, but perfect for the VCR setup. Yeah, you know, you can put you can prop it up on like a bunch of coconuts and uh, yeah, but they're cut in half, so if you really they're it's the TV's level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV's level. So uh, three, three to five movies that you are going to be watching for the rest of your life on this desert island. Maybe you can come over to my desert island and borrow some tapes, but... We all know that's not going to happen, because yeah, he's, he's not going to lend any of his I'll tapes. I'll be like, no, you can watch him here. Yeah, you're welcome to watch it here on the island if you bring fish. Yeah. Um, okay, so, three to five. Lay it on me. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the Phil Alden Robinson's techno-spy movie from the 90s, Sneakers. With Robert Redford and Dan Aykroyd and River Phoenix and Sidney Poitier and Why? James Earl Jones and Ben Kingsley and David Strathern. Okay. All-star cast. Why do you want... Oh, that all-star cast. That's why. Okay. And it's a solid script and it's great. It's, it's If you were to watch Three Days of the Condor and add 20 years to it, essentially uh, Robert Redford is playing his character from... Uh, three Days of the Condor. Like, he went underground, and then he started this sort of spy ring in San Francisco in the 90s. Far out. All right. Have so, you seen it? Um, no, I think it's one of those movies I've tried repeatedly to, like, start, and I just cannot get into it. When it what, 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 at what point does it lose you? Uh, here's my problem with, like, with um, movies that involve, like, hackers or hacking. I need that, like, bullshit, you know... St- that like the movie Hackers, I need that you know to make oh, it like exciting. them flying through a motherboard. Yeah, if them flying through a motherboard, you know, uh, or Fisher Stevens zipping being introduced into the movie by a riding a skateboard, or like or War Games, where like you know there's there's a you know there's that it was like feels like a video game, you know. Well, that's actually a video game in War Games. Yeah, I know, but I guess I'm just saying is that like sneakers is like is just too boring for me. Well, I think you should see it again because it's more of a spy film than a hacker film. Okay, but it was, it's, you know... And you're going to miss all that technology on the island anyway, buddy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it'd be nice though, to, to remember how to, like, you know, make collect calls for free. Can I get a commitment from you on the air that you'll you'll try, you'll give sneakers another I'll give, shot? Of course I'll give sneakers a chance. I'll, of course. Um, Alright, what's yours? 
Did you, are we? Am I doing all mine rapid fire like well, a machine yeah, gun? Yeah, do all yours rapid fire like a machine gun. Okay, and then also Year of the Dragon with Mickey Rourke and John Lone That's and Joan one. Chen. That's is it Joan Chen? No, it's not Joan Chen at all. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah, you piece of shit. No, she has, it's just a one word name, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but it's not Joan Chen. It's, it's uh, uh, ooh, shit, what is it? It's, uh, it's okay. The more we, we, we dwell on this, the more digger, the bigger the hole that you're going to be digging. Well, and I'm going to fall in with you, so let's. Talk about Year of the Dragon itself. Well, no, I have no problem saying that I mistook one Asian-American actress for another Asian-American actress when they both are, were only active in the 80s and had the exact same haircut. You're acting like a real Mickey Rourke right now. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically in Year of the Dragon. Look, some of my best Asian-American friends are actresses. Um, I think that, that Year of the Dragon is just one of my favorite movies. Yes. Yeah. Michael Cimino directing Oliver Stone's script. Yeah. Mickey Rourke is incredible. It's a great. It's like Shakespeare. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's great because uh, there's not a single likable person really in that movie, except maybe not Joan Chen. Not Joan Chen. <laughs> I mean, that's but... <laughs> uh, no, his buddy, the guy who uh, who's his undercover agent in Chinatown. Oh yeah, the guy who uh, was in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yes, he he's likable. And then also the nuns are really mm-hmm. likable. And then his his uh, his cop buddy who eats a sandwich in every scene. Mm-hmm. But nobody likable really makes it through. Or has a happy resolution in their movie, in this movie? Uh, it's debatable. I mean, there's the guy who works in the bean sprout uh, basement. Sure. I, anyway, I would put You're the Dragon just because, honestly, that one's long. Yeah. And I like, like, if you're going to be on a desert island, you might as well. Like, I really wanted to say, like, Lords of Arabia, 2001, yeah, but Heaven's Gate. But I'm going with the movies I really like. But also that clima- that, that, that showdown is one of the best things I've seen on in film. That has probably on the train tracks. Yeah, that has probably two of my favorite action sequences I've ever seen. One is the showdown and the car chase through the docks, and then the showdown in the nightclub. Yeah, is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. The I music's agree. on point. The action's incredible. It just looks fantastic. That's a good one. Um, Hunt for Red October, <laughs> which is just one of my favorite movies. Um, just solid performances all around, and like three different submarines hunting each other in the in 1989. Awesome. Just really, I dig it a lot. All right, all right. I'm not a big Tom Clancy fan. Or... I don't call. I don't consider it a Tom Clancy movie. I consider it a Sean Connery movie Fair with enough. Alec Baldwin. It's like hacking with submarines. Yeah, it's hacking with submarines. You're just hacking democracy. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's that, so far you got three. Steve. Yeah, those are my three. I want to hear yours before I go to my bonus round of the four. Now, are we are we going by the conversation we had yesterday, where like I can't say my obvious ones, like my favorite movies, or like? Well, how about this? Uh, obviously, because this is a, des- a deserted island, but not hell. Yeah. This island already has Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, Eraserhead. Okay. Okay. So those are already- yeah, those are obviously already on the. You island. have to find them. There's a map for them, but yeah. yeah okay, that's fair. All right. So, um, yeah, we're good. Um, <laughs> breaking the uh, wall there. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, like, so, our three movies uh, that, uh, I remember I, I would, the movie that we watched on your episode, I would bring The Hidden, just because that movie... Uh, Fucking Shreds. Th- it's Shreds. The soundtrack is awesome. It always gets me pumped. Um, it's an obligatory Kyle McLaughlin film, so, like, you know, it's like, well, should I put on Blue Velvet? But here's the problem, is that, like, I love Blue Velvet. It's one of my favorite movies, but it's not an easy movie to watch. And the older I get, the more br- mature I get when I watch it. And I'm not as, like... This is brutal. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, when we saw... Remember when we went to a screening last Cine year? Family, at right? Cinefamily? At Cinefamily. And there was, like... 
There is mom- there are definitely moments in that movie that are very funny, and I think they're deliberately. Oh, but then there's some moments where there's just I'm like, people are laughing at some pretty fucked up shit here, and I like to think I've got a pretty warped sense of humor. But even I was like, well, it's not that funny. Um, but so uh, I bring the hidden for sure. Um, I would bring Prince of Darkness, the yeah. John Carpenter film. Uh, I know I would normally go with the thing, but uh, I don't know. I, I and I th- I do think I do like the thing more. But I find myself watching Prince of Darkness more. I think it's a little bit more digestible. Like, the thing is just so good that you almost don't want to wear it out. Yeah. Whereas Prince of Darkness, I feel like I can watch multiple times, and it's still, it's just that perfect balance of, like, you know, it's just good enough. But, I mean, the cast is great. Uh, I love the location. I love the idea of this whole thing happening in, in, you know, that church. I also love, you know, that Carpenter, this is, like, coming off of, um, it's, it's when you start, it's like kind of when you start seeing him like going back to the well with, when it comes to actors and like, but really you can, you get a sense that he's working with these people because he trusts them. He, he trusts them, but he wants to. I mean like, then again, we were talking about Dennis Dunn from, uh, Year of the Dragon who's in Big Trouble in Little China. He's in Prince of Darkness. I don't really know what the fuck is the point of his character is, but he's great, you know? And then you've got, uh, and I feel bad, but they get, not remembering his name, but the actor who played Egg Shen in Big Trouble in Little China, he's in it. And you got Donald Pleasance. He, you know what I mean? Like, and then I think that's the first time we're gonna see um, Peter Jason in a, in a in a John Carpenter film, and then he goes on to do. That's like, the guy with the mustache. That's mm-hmm. uh, he's the lead. No, that's Jameson Parker. Okay. Um, I'm talking about the guy who like he shows up in They Live. He shows up in um, in the mouth. Of, remember in the mouth of madness, he's like the guy that Sam Neill's like kind of sweating in the very beginning, like interrogating. Like he's he's the uh, he's not his book agent, right? No, no, that's Bernie Casey, I think. But um, but anyway, you this is an actor, it's a character actor you see, you'll see in every Carpenter film, Prince of Darkness moving forward. It's kind of you know, it's 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 that transition, you know, like in the fog, you see all these different people that Carpenter worked with from like nineteen seventy, I think from the Assault on Priest and Thirteen era, to, I mean, you got you know, Darwin Jostin in there. You've got the guy who played um, you know. You're giving, you're hitting me a lot of names, and I don't have a lot of faces to go with them. Uh, well, you know, look them up. But, uh... Well, I don't need to, because I know that Ariane was in Year of the Dragon. Ariane Koizumi. Fair enough. That was a, I'm glad you just pulled that out of your memory. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta dig deep, people. Yeah. Um, okay, third... So then third movie, uh... Ugh, this is Paris, Texas. Okay, I got you. I think it's a wonderful film. Or, or interchangeable like it depends or repo man also great i mean like repo man is the one that like makes me smile every time i watch by watch at the end paris texas is that one that i'm just like my i'm done for the night you know but i'm very i feel very satisfied you know speaking of which i have four more (laughs) okay (laughs) go for it uh heathers that's a great one. I just there's something about Heather's that I think is so great. Hundred percent, I agree. It's in my top ten. And if Heather's is going, Beetlejuice has got to go too. Yeah, I know. Peter's yeah. Big Adventure. Uh, Ed Wood. Uh, those four, like those three Tim Burton ones, I think are I would like. like those are on a DVD combo back pack I'm bringing. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair so, enough. Uh, <laughs> or one super uh, long play VHS. I actually think Warner Brothers did put it no because Ed Wood wasn't a, a Warner Brothers film, but I think Warner Brothers did do a box set of like the Batman movies, Beetlejuice, uh, Edward Snow. That was 20th Century Fox. But there's something very specific about Ed Wood. Pee-wee's Big Adventure and um, Beetlejuice that are just yeah. so solid. Uh, but anyway, Heather's, those three. <laughs> uh, Aliens. 
just because it's one of those movies that always comforts me. It's always solid. And I, I agree with that. I'll bring Alien to my island, so then we can just, like, you know, we can just put, you can, I'll put my Alien disc on, like, a little raft and push it towards your island. You can, Great, then I'll bring Terminator 1 for your Terminator <laughs> yeah, 2. Sure, I'll bring, but here's the thing is that I would, you know, see, I feel like you would bring Terminator 2 and I would bring Terminator 1. You're right. But that's why we're trading them. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I brought it for you, Mickey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Let's see, Heather's, Edward, Aliens. I think that's... I mean, I wanted to bring Blade Runner, but, I mean, I got... The only reason I'd bring it is so I could, you know, uh, take my mind off the fact that I'm stuck on a desert island. Because well, the music is really what I'd be bringing it for. And, and that's one of the problems that I had with, you know, with these questions in the first place, like the Desert Island discs or the Desert it's Island just, Yeah, it's so... It's cruel. It's it, cruel it's, and unusual. Well, it's cruel because, like, it's like, okay, well, if I bring my favorite movies, my absolute favorites, the ones that when I watch, I just, like... I feel inspired to make something. I'm stuck on a desert island, so I'm not making anything except for radios with coconuts and, um, you know, and some sort of vagina out of a coconut. Yeah, yeah. That's, this is true. Because my girlfriend's on another desert island. We established this yeah, last night. She brought her videos. And yeah, she, yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is. Also, the tough part is, I'd want to take a bunch of movies I'd never seen before, because I'm stuck on a desert island. Right, but then but you don't want suck. any duds. Yeah, yeah you are like, duds. I got a bunch of coconuts that don't have any sweet, sweet meat on the inside. There you go, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a, I don't know, and then the other, like, the tricky question is, like, you know, what, what do we have, like, do you have, like, a VCR on this uh, island? Is well, we did player? VCR and TV. I think you, there's also a Blu-ray DVD combo thing in there also. You got a PS3, so it covers everything. Sure. No games. No games. I mean, but honestly, I would love to take something like the Yakuza papers and all of the Lone Wolf movies. Also. See, I think the Lone Wolf movies are a great, uh, great choice because you got what six or seven of them. Yeah, and so like, you're not and if you want one. the one, if you want your uh, your quick like fast food, you watch Shogun Assassin. You want to settle in for the long haul, you watch all the uh, right. But you know, and you don't want to. But that's the, this is why I don't know about Paris, Texas, as in uh, as a. Uh, as something I would bring just because every time I watch the movie I want to talk about it with somebody but I'm on a desert island well but what's funny to me is uh, you would bring Paris, Texas I would bring something like The American Friend or Alice in the Cities like any Vim Vendors film I think would be worth taking like he's he's got an amazing catalog we just sort of end up watching a few select ones sort of sure. like Herzog you end up watching Fitzcarraldo Aguirre and yeah, and Nosferatu. that's it. Yeah, you don't really jump into like, oh, what's that one about that Polish soldier who just yells at his wife and they're uh, living in their kitchen? <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't bring Wojciech to. Uh... Who would? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you have to do like a director's like library, who do you bring? And I think Vin Vendors is a good one. Like, I know we're going like we're getting close to the line, yeah. but I don't think I'd bring a Cameron's like James Cameron's sort of. No, because then after after a while, then you're just there's just not like. It's uh, it's like eating junk food, and that's why I mean I love James Cameron's early stuff like Terminator, Terminator Two, Abyss. Aliens. Well, I I think after we watched something wild last night, I would bring Jonathan Demme stuff because there's a bunch of movies oh, I've yeah. never seen, and the movies I have seen I love. Yeah. So like then I know like and he's got Rachel concert, getting married. He's got some concert films. Yeah, in there, he's so got, got a, this whole coverage thing. Rachel getting married, Silence of the Lambs, something wild, and then you have uh, like Married to the Mob. I couldn't one. even name all the other ones that he's done. Oh, he did do The Truth About Charlie, but, I mean, so, I just watch that. Uh, yeah, or you can use it as, like, something to serve food on when somebody comes to visit your desert island. They, uh, this is... Uh, they don't have any plates, but... Uh, yeah, here's a coconut on, served on the DVD of <laughs> yeah. of True Lies. 
Um, yes, but I, I, I agree. And it's tough to if you were going to pick like a certain director, you know, because, you know, some directors, some of the greater directors, they've only, you know, there's they've got maybe... There's their times where they were active and, and there's there times, times they, they weren't, were just right. working. They're, they're, yeah. Exactly. And, but also there was also times when they just had a handful of films, you know? Like, and no one's, you know, if you bring a Terrence Malick's collection to, to a desert island... You know, you're kind of screwing yourself. Whereas you bring Jonathan Demi, who's got stuff going back. To well, the I 70s. don't know. I mean, Malik's kind of interesting because you would do. He's almost made as many movies as he made throughout his entire career. Like he's almost doubled in the last. That's ten true. years. That's true. So there's and before and after. I mean, Michael Mann, I think would be like that's diminishing returns, but or the stuff all the way up to De Palma Heat is pretty. Yeah, De Palma, I would say. I think has more pluses than minuses for sure, and I, I'm, I I feel like it's split down the middle for me. But I mean, or Soderbergh for that matter. If you're gonna take his nah, entire library, nah, nah, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. You can all right. Here's and this is a great way to end this episode. You can go on your island with Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen, and Sex Lies and Videotape, The Limey, um, Schizopolis, yeah, um, yeah, Side Effects, the all seasons of The Nick. I would be hap- I would happily take uh, all the I'll ocean. Take, I'll take the Palma and just use like Scarface as like a you know a utilitarian tool or something like that to like hammer in some nails and everything. Like it's that. worth it. You'd watch it. You'd watch the show. I actually know. I watched it recently and I did not. I was like, man, every time I watch this, I like it less and less. I just do not like it. I like to think that uh, when uh, uh, when Tony Montana survives that gunshot at the end of the movie, he goes to jail. And then when he comes out, it's the 70s, and it's Carlito's Way. All right. All right. That's a good one. Um, I do like Carlito's Way a lot. Carlito's Way is very good. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that was uh, that's our quick... Uh, this was our attempt to come up with three movies to take on Desert Island and turn into entire director's It's not catalogs. my fault that you have to have a cup of black coffee before you record, and then I had to do the same thing. I can't stop talking. All right. Well, anyway, uh, we will be back next week with Jess and... Uh, Steve, again, congratulations on Dave Made a Maze. It is doing very well. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And thank you for coming out and seeing the movie. Uh, DaveMadeAMaze.com. We have DVDs and T-shirts and other screening uh, dates coming up. T-shirts are pretty rad. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. Well, talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm.